And welcome back, everybody. It's episode seven. I think it's episode seven. I, I don't remember. It's been a while. Uh, but at least you can all count on me being consistently inconsistent. Um, yeah, I just have a hard time these days uh, getting in and recording consistently because I have to figure something else out. I'm having a difficult time in the evening when I have uh, the baby baby sleep schedule to contend with. But I'm figuring it out. She's asleep right now, and I don't need to be there. So here I am. Uh, so I guess I'm going to get to it. I'm going to... I'm going to address the elephant in the room, and no, I am not interviewing Lena Dunham. So, yeah, it's the election, and it is the day after the election. Is it the day after, or is it the two days after? I don't remember. I think it's two days ago the election was, and uh, we still don't know who the next president is officially, um, and I gotta say, um, this is going to drag out, I think, and I see it going to the Supreme Court, and I've said this before, but my gut tells me that Trump is going to win this thing out after legal battles and audits and and recounts, but I think emotionally I am ready for I'm ready for a Kamala Harris presidency because we all know that's going to happen, right? I mean, Joe Biden Joe Biden can't speak in full sentences. Um, he needs a teleprompter or an earprompter. You know, within a year of that administration, Kamala Harris is going to be the president. So. But anyways, uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, that's where my gut is on this. Um, so a few reactions would be, well, I predicted uh, before the election that upon exit polls, Trump would get 15% of the black vote, 35% of the Latino vote, and 40% of the Asian vote. Now, so far, it looks like I was spot on, just about spot on, with uh, the black vote. He's right around that 15% mark, it seems. I read somewhere in the Daily Mail, I think, that he got 33% of black males to vote for him in the Midwest, um, I saw another number where 20% of black males overall voted for him. So that is, that is not surprising. I think that 33% number in the Midwest is most shocking to me. And of course, he got, he got a lower percentage of, of black women. Uh, women in general vote at a lower percentage um, to the right than they do left. But the Latino number is about 35%. Um, he, got a, he got a large share of the Latino vote in the South, of course. It remains to be seen what he gets out here in California. They're dragging their feet counting these votes. Last I read, there's still about 4 million votes to be counted here in the state of California. And as of right now, Donald Trump 
has 33% of the vote. I can only see that going up, which means he did a lot. He's doing better already than he did last time, I believe. Maybe he's doing like 36%. I don't know. But the Asian vote, um, it seems like I missed the mark on that one, but I don't know when or if we can actually get accurate numbers regarding that because the population overall is just so small. And, well, no one gives a shit about them. So, you know, uh, I did read also that Vietnamese voted in favor of Trump to the tune of about 46%. Now, it's not, it's not a majority, but anything, anything approaching 50% for minorities for a Republican candidate is a good thing. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a win really, um, as would be the Vietnamese. It's a win. As a matter of fact, overall, it looks as though Trump gained in every demographic except for white males. He lost something like six to eight percent of the white male vote, and that might be the difference. Uh, I don't know. You know, like I said, I think we've got a long road ahead, and uh, I don't know where this is going to end up for sure. I don't think any of us does, um, but I guess we're going to see. Um, you know, regardless, uh, not my president season two will kick off at some point when this whole thing um, clears itself out. Let's see what what other election reactions do I have? Well, if you're to believe the numbers, uh, this was a record turnout for uh, historic turnout for elections. About 70 million people voted for Donald Trump, and about 73 million people voted for Joe Biden. So that would be number one and number two all time uh, with regards to a vote tally for any candidate. Um, Now, I have a hard time believing that uh, Joe Biden got 73 million people to vote for him. You know, let me, I mean, let's set aside the fact that he had zero enthusiasm at any of his rallies. Um, you know, he couldn't get anyone to tune into him. But, you know, I also understand the, the desire to vote Trump out of office. There's a lot of people who hate the guy. So I, des- I understand the draw of that. I don't know if I believe that it's to the tune of 73 million people. Now, you're probably asking, well, you know, uh, well, do I believe that Trump got 70 million people to vote for him? Yeah, I do. Based on the enthusiasm we saw every time he went somewhere and held a rally, it was like a fucking rock star. And anytime they took a, took a poll on who was present, it was pretty consistently 15 to 25% of the people there were registered Democrats. So the guy is flipping people. You know, like I said, he got the highest share of non-white voters of any Republican candidate for president since 1960. That's a big fucking deal. It's a big deal, especially when you consider these guys have spent four or five years calling him a white supremacist. Uh, Joe Biden said he was... Well, Abraham Lincoln was the most racist president in modern history, or whatever the hell it is he said. But 
you know, we, 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 we find it ironic that the guy who's supposed to be this terrible racist increased his minority vote count substantially. And it still probably won't matter. Uh, can we blame white men for this one, then, if, uh, if Trump does lose? Um, so, yeah, um, I've been keeping a close and watchful eye on the, the battleground states, the, the, the vote counting. And when I say close and watchful eye, I'm obsessively scrolling and refreshing my Twitter feed now, I don't have a whole lot of Twitter followers. I, I try not to uh, engage that much in Twitter. Um, I'm really just sort of lurking, um, mostly because I think Twitter is the dumbest place on earth. I like to call it re- retard university. But I try, to, I try to get something out of it, and so I just incessantly renew my or um, refresh my Twitter feed. And it looks like Trump is uh, is slowly clawing back in Arizona. Um, I gotta say, man, like I'm not one of those those people who hangs their hat on voter fraud. Uh, but you know, when you look at those numbers, the the 4 a.m. dumps in Wisconsin and Michigan, where 138,000 votes went to Biden and zero went to Trump all at once. That is, that's, that's got to warrant an investigation, right? That's got to raise some questions. Any person who, who is interested in a legitimate election should want to know what the hell happened there. Even, even if it is, even if it is a, uh, a clerical error, as is claimed, uh, you would still need an investigation to discover whether or not that was true. And the same thing for Wisconsin. It's just a bunch of fucking votes just appeared out of nowhere. It was a straight line up. It makes no sense. You know, I've been reading some, uh, some people who are into math, these fucking nerds, um, these statisticians. And people will just, they, they said, look, that, that is a statistical impossibility for 138,000 votes to go to a single person with nothing to the other side. Zero, absolutely zero. So, you know, I, I think I think this this that's gonna that's gonna warrant uh I think it already has. Trump has filed lawsuits already. Uh there's some shiestiness going on in Pennsylvania. I like how they just stopped the count when he was ahead, and they're still stopping. Uh, they're still stopping. Same thing with Nevada. And, you know, it seems like every time these new ballots come in, they break for Biden at 80 to 90 percent, which is absurd. Um, you know, the same thing is happening in, in Georgia. So, I, like I said, I, it's, it's going to take a while. I, I you know... I'm thinking that there is there is something really fucking shady going on here. I think it makes it to the Supreme Court, and I think they're going to find a lot of fucking voter fraud. And, you know, they're, they're going to find people, and they're going to squeeze them, and hopefully they get them to talk and admit and plea to lesser charges so we can uncover this whole fucking shistiness 
because, you know, it, it just seems as though someone wanted Trump out so bad that they ended up going overboard with, with, with dumping votes and dumping ballots into uh, Joe Biden's pile. So, you know, I, like I said, I don't, my gut tells me that Trump is going to eke this out. We're going to get four more years of him, but, you know, I've, I think, I think I've emotionally sort of moved past everything and I'm just, you know, ready to get on with my life. And I think part of that has to do with the fact that there was no blue tsunami or a blue wave. I swear these fucking idiots, man, who insisted that this would happen. Um, I just, I'm like, I, I, I don't know what they have it to base on, uh, what they could base it on, other, other than the fact that maybe they only surround themselves with people who think like them. I think it was sort of uh, the MAGA people got caught up in that too, is the people who were talking about the Trump landslide. And, and it very well could have been. I mean, I think if maybe if it was a fair, you know, if it was a fair uh, election, I think there are some, it just, it just points to fraud, but I think it would have at the very least been a, a landslide, uh, from an electoral perspective. But, you know, I think, I think some of the MAGA folks, they just sort of got caught up in their old whirlwind, um, their little echo chamber, uh, to a certain degree. I'm not saying it. I'm not equating the two completely, but you know, there, there's there's qualities that they share with the with with uh, with the left a little bit, but you know, I, I also heard people saying, well, you know, Donald Trump is going to take California. He's going to flip California red, and I, at no point did I believe that was going to happen. I said the best Trump was going to do was sixty forty. He would lose by 20 points. That's, that would be his best showing, and it would be an incredible showing in the state of California considering the recent, uh, recent history. And with 4 million vo- votes to go, um, you know, he could tr- he's trending that way. Um, so, you know, another thing I noticed, and, and, and I, I mentioned this uh, on Instagram, but I think it's, I guess it's changed a little bit, but it, it there were a lot of people calling for Republican leadership to back Donald Trump in all this. They they remained silent. And, you know, I don't blame them one way or another. You know, maybe they're just trying to get a feel for this situation, sort of let Trump sort of be the, 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 the figurehead for this whole thing and run his mouth about it. And... Um, so, you know, the thing is, the cynical part of me thinks that, look, the, the GOP, the establishment GOP has all the incentive to abandon the guy, to, to just sort of let him, uh, you know, sink off into the depths because they've already reaped the benefits of his administration. You know, his presence didn't hurt the Republicans down ballot. At all, actually, it, it it probably helped. I mean, everything points to it help him helping, but the Republicans gained House seats, uh, ten or more possibly. They retained their majority 
in the Senate. Um, they won across the country in state legislatures. And when you take into consideration the solid 5-4 conservative advantage in the Supreme Court with sort of a loose 6-3, um, you know, John Roberts being sort of that, um, you know, that wild card. And then also the um, circuit court appointments. I mean, it, it, a Biden-Harris administration is effectively neutered for the next four years. They, they will get nothing done. None of the radical legislation that they would even try to pass would, would you know, it, it just wouldn't, it's, it's dead on arrival. Um, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure Biden could enact some executive orders and, you know, people will fucking bitch and moan about that. And, you know, they're going all going to be terrible, but the thing with executive orders is, and this is, this is something that my, a lot of my conservative friends, uh, and I, and I myself have pointed out that, you know, Trump uses a lot of executive orders. Executive orders could be overturned by other executive orders. So that's the risk that's run by by governing by executive order. You know, it's how Obama's almost his his entire legacy as president has been wiped away outside of the abomination that is the ACA. So, you know, they they could the 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 establishment GOP could very well just you know, they could just let him sink, let Trump sink, and, and sort of just reap the benefits of, of what he's done uh, governing-wise and uh, sort of wash their hands of him and, and all sort of the, the negative attention he brings and, and the divisiveness that, that he is, and then maybe prepare for 2024. Um, but again, that's the cynical me talking uh, it, it seems as though since I had posted that and had that thought, there were a few, um, you know, people in the GOP, uh, senators and people, you know, con- congressmen who've come out in support of him. So we'll see how this play, like I said, we'll see how this plays out. I don't, we have no choice. Um, you know, I'm going to continue to incessantly refresh my Twitter feed and, and maybe not just get too caught up in it. I've had a, the last few days off. I took uh, a, a little trip uh, with my wife out to um, Los Olivos. I think that's what it's called. Uh, it's, it's out over by Solvang. Uh, first trip without our daughter. And, um, you know, it was two nights. It was a nice short short trip. Probably could have used another night. Um, but you know, we miss the little kid and we're, we're glad to be back around her. So I want to end by, uh, talking about the bachelorette. Um, I watched the episode tonight. My, my wife forced me to watch that show. Um, and well, that's, that's my story anyways. And, uh, so I guess this was the episode that Claire, uh, she's the bachelorette, the oldest bachelorette in the history of the show, mind you, at 39 years old. I think she's 39. Uh, from Sacramento, by the way. She, uh, she just decided that she was going to, you know, pick 
the guy now, which was only a few weeks in, there was probably, I don't know how long it was, but it, the, the show didn't last as long as it should have. So she fucked everything up for everybody else. And so she, uh, you know, she, she met this guy, Dale, and, you know, she had, she, she had the vapors. She had the vapors, had butterflies in his stomach. Um, and so, yeah, she was hot for Dale early on, and that was just sort of a, I think his name is Dale. I'm just going to call him Dale. I mean, I don't know what the fuck, off the top of my head, I, I can't remember what his name is, but I'm going to call him Dale. He probably is Dale. Um, so, yeah, she just blew up the show, and she she said it was, uh, you know, it was, the, it was the man of her dreams. And I know some of you are thinking, it was like, well, how would you know? That, you know, how would you know someone is, is like the man of your dreams, you know, without knowing anything about them? Um, because she's 39, uh, that's, that's, why, that's how. Um, you know, she made the determination, like, all these dudes are good-looking guys. You know what, what they did? She was just like, you know, I'm just going to make them strip down naked and uh, play volleyball, or play dodgeball, strip down naked, see everything she needs to see. She's like, okay, you're the one. Um... So, yeah, that's how you know in such short time, when you're 39, all right? Um, but I got to say, look, I think I'm going to be an asshole here, shocking, and say, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say five years is the over-under, and I'm picking under, because the guy's 31, She's 39, and, uh, you know, in, in 10 years, he'll be 41, and he's still going to look great, and she'll be 49, and she'll be busted and still insufferable. So, yeah, I don't see that lasting 10 years. Again, I could be wrong. I've got no money on this. I pay no price for being right or wrong. This is just me being an asshole. But... You know, and, and another thing, Claire ruined The Bachelorette for any older women forever. They're going back to the 23, 24-year-old chicks as The Bachelorette um, because, you know, they're at least not going to go any, they're not going to go anybody north of fucking 33 because at that age, women are like, okay, I'm just going to sift through. Um, do you look good? Okay. Do you have a job? Okay. You know, like a job, like a real job, not like, um, you know, pack up your life into a station wagon uh, type of man. Um, so you have a job? Okay. Uh, let me see your dick. Oh, okay, great. All right. Um, I choose you. I mean, that's, that's pretty much what happened uh, with Claire. So, yeah, they're going back to the fucking 23, 24-year-olds. Uh, I mean, I've, I've watched the show off and on for, I don't know how many fucking years, however long I've been with my wife. And, you know, when they had the bachelor, there was always like that one chick who was on, who was, who was one of the women on the bachelor. And then the old chick is like 28. So yeah, they went out on limb and the, the fucking limb broke and yeah, no more old chicks as the bachelorette. Thanks, Claire. You fucked it up for everyone else, you selfish bitch. All right, well, that's all for me for tonight. 
uh, to my uh, tens of listeners, I appreciate you. I love you all. And until next time.